0: hockey let's do that hockey
1: i'm sad again welcome to the top pair again it's been a very hard week for me me being eric one of your hosts hey nick
0: hey buddy welcome to america's most favorite emo hockey podcast the top pair account
1: what's that my chemical romance song i'm not okay I'm not okay. I wore all black today.
0: So, what What loss was worse? The one last night or the one in game one?
1: I don't even think it's close. Last night was just rough. Okay. Woo! Rough. Um, so, yeah, we're here. It's the top pair. Again. Hooray. Hooray. <laughs> Um, so
0: just, just to recap last night in case anybody just either turned off Twitter, fell off the face of the earth, uh, decided in a smart way to disconnect. Tim Lightning took a two game, two games, and none lead over the Islanders. Nikita Kucherov called the game about 8.8 seconds left. um, this is where the series kind of started taking a lot of bad blood at it. There were some missed calls. There were some ejections. There was some – a little bit of everything in this hockey
1: game. I'm glad you said that because I just sound like a bitch, like if I say it. But <laughs> um, not a great night for the boys in the black and white stripes. Um, The Zebras had it a rough been go. a lot
0: this playoffs, I feel.
1: The Zebras have had a rough go, and you guys know me. Like, I'm not one to blame reps – the Islanders had a five minute major and got four shots on goal. They had a five on three, you know, with thirty-eight seconds left and you know didn't 38 seconds of a five on three and didn't get a shot on net. It, there was a lot that went wrong. But I mean, come on, with some of those calls. Get out of here. Anyway, um Islanders are down two nothing to Tampa Bay. Um the Islanders kind of have to play a, a perfect game against Tampa Bay to beat them. And they almost did. They did for about nineteen um, 59 minutes and 51 seconds. I'd say they played a hell of a game. They were physical. They were making it difficult for Vasilevsky, who stood on his head once again. Um, and, you know, nine seconds left. They lose the game. Just like that. You knew they were dying for OT. And They didn't get it. And Nick, I'm gonna let you take over here because I can't I can't keep saying the same stuff. I was getting bombarded yesterday with text messages, which I wasn't like it was just annoying. Like let me digest the loss before sending me like crying face emojis laughing. Like give me like two minutes. Go ahead. Please talk.
0: <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, when I when I dissected that game because I watched some of the in depth highlights again this morning.
1: That makes Trotz one of and company
0: definitely made really good adjustments um, going through against Tampa's 2-3-4 check, which is really encouraging considering now they'll have home ice advantage for the next two games and be able to get the last change. Um, there's a lot of subplots to this to where the series is at right now. Braden Point had to leave yesterday's game. He only took about two shifts in the second period, but never played at all in the third period. He's a guy who's coming off a of double hip surgery, and the play that they were kind of highlighting last night looked like he took a really weird kind of stumble into the boards. So that's going to be something to kind of monitor. You know, the other thing, too, the NHL announced today that Alex Colomar missing Game 3 after the hit on Brock Nelson. Um, I mean, so to me, this this Game 3, like, this, I feel like this will just be – I feel like I said this last game, but like this is the duo die game for for New York, right? Like you have the opportunity here without no Stamkos, no in Point. Um, you just you you injecting some guys that are coming off a pretty strong game. Obviously, Matt Martin that fourth line was effective as ever.
1: Five so, goals in the playoffs for Matt Martin. Five goals. Yeah, I think he had four <laughs> goals all year. <laughs> And they, speaking of that fourth line, not to cut you off, but, I mean, they were as advertised in that game last night. They were buzzing. All three of them. Clutterbuck, Sezekis, Martin, obviously, with the goal. They did their job. They were forechecking. They were strong in their own zone, as usual. Sezekis and Clutterbuck are probably the two best penalty killers on the team, outside of Adam Pellick. I mean, they were excellent yesterday. But you're not going to win a game if Matt Martin is your only goal scorer. That's the problem.
0: Yeah, I think you I, can agree yeah, with and me. I, on and I've said this for I feel like months, and this just isn't this isn't necessarily something that's just dropped at the Islanders. I think this is just like a league-wide hockey problem. Like I just don't understand why teams feel like they can they're only allowed to score like super sick. Like highlight real tight goals on the power play. Oh,
1: it drives like, me crazy.
0: Just like crazy. There's nothing wrong with just sending that extra guy in front of the net and just being a free screen. In and front especially
1: of especially with the Pierre oh, Pierre Maguire's on my screen. Especially with the Islanders. Like you have one of mate one of the best, you know, dirty goal scorers, for lack of a better term, and Anders Lee with his big body, great hand eye, he's always getting those tip ins. Set him up. I mean, yeah, or
0: even, like, just send him and Brock Nelson just be like, just stand in front of the net, man, and just try and take Vasilevsky's eye away. Like, Vasilevsky is huge. He's a big goalie. Like, it might take more than one guy to make an effective screen out of it. But, like, it just looks like they're trying to fit these, like, perfect seam passes. And, like, if they're not there, they're hesitating, and then they're just kind of playing catch-up in, like, a really not dangerous area. Well,
1: like, you, know, I- you know what they're trying to do. They want to set up Ryan Pollock for the big one-timer. But they know it's coming. You know that's what they want to do. So if it's not there, it's not there. You got. You gotta. And Jim Hiller's the power play coach. There was a lot of, a lot of talk about him coming in at the beginning of the season. You know you want to go with Pelox one timer. It's one of the best in the league. But if it's not there, you gotta adjust.
0: It's yeah, not gonna be there. I mean, you can't. You can't have a true power play option that's like. You're one and only guy, you know what I mean? It's like even in Edmonton where it's like you have the best player of the world or Colorado where you have like the second best player in the world McKinnon, you have, you have BNC options on this, right? Like in Edmonton, you have a guy like, you know, Ethan Bear who can bring it from the point, Oscar Clefblom who can bring it from the point. You have Seidel on the back end. You have Nugent Hawkins who can shoot the puck. Like James Neal, like made, Made a lot of people turn heads earlier in the year because he was the one shooting the puck and scoring all the power play goals for the Oilers. Like, I just Barzell to me needs to get more of a shooter's mentality. Like he's got a great shot. It's just use your quick use your quick feet, use your quick release to get into a dangerous area and just even if it's not your world class shot, if it's got guys in front, it's going to be an effective shot because at the very worst, it's just going to cause a rebound where you're already outnumbering dudes in front of the net
1: exactly and he get he falls in love and this drives me crazy he falls in love with stick handling I mean he's got he's incredible with the puck but if he just skates around and you know is Dipsy doing around and whatever it's all it does is take a time off the clock and they're expecting that you know same with eberly has been falling in love with that too he falls in love with that shot fake and you know it's a turnover. And then it's you know it's down the ice on the other end you got to regroup and it's just there's it's the, the five minute major was just that's where you could say they lost the game they scored the early goal Kalorn, who is maybe one of the most important guys on the team is out for the game with the misconduct he's out for game three and they didn't capitalize and you can point to the officials you can point to whatever. You lose the game when you have a five minute major and you can't put one in, and you only have one goal for the game. That's where you lose yeah. the game.
0: Yeah, I actually looked this up, like in playoff history, like teams that don't score on a five five minute major who are on power play, they have like a winning percentage of like point two seven nine. Like yeah. that, I didn't even think it was gonna be that low. But holy crap! That's <laughs> like the
1: least surprising stat I've ever heard. Like, <laughs> of course you're not. Like, that's five minutes of you're on the man advantage, and if you score, you're still in the power play. Like, I don't have to explain that to you. I mean, obviously, you know that, but like, you, you got to at least pop one in there, man. You have five minutes. And I know they didn't have Nelson, who's one of their most important guys on the power play. But, I mean, come on. Come on. You have five minutes. And it was just, a, it was all the same, just trying to set up Pollock. It's not there, you know. Barzell skating around, Eberle shot faking, and. It's not – I'm just – I'm bringing up those two guys. It's the whole power play. They just – they're, like, afraid to shoot. It's
0: –
1: if I, like – I don't Maybe know. Maybe they're
0: missing that token fan in the arena who always yells shoot, like, on the power play every, like, five seconds. Yeah, you know like, I, mean? I
1: always I always joke, like, oh, they made me a shoot-the-puck guy. But, like, shoot the puck. <laughs> you can't – if, you know, you miss 100% of the shots, you don't take Wayne Gretzky, Michael Scott. Like, it's just <laughs> – I mean, that's why – I mean, I don't know if I want to pay him, but I've been beating like the Mike Hoffman drum because that's a guy who could score on the power play. That's a guy I've been saying that a guy like that is who the Islanders should go after because that's pretty much all they're missing is a guy who could – who's just the shooter's mentality, only wants to shoot, and is looking to score. Once they have that, it's a whole different ballgame. But they don't have that right now, and they're getting ex- exposed like they got exposed in the Hurricane series last year. They just don't have a guy who could finish. In theory, it's Eberly or Nelson or Bavillier, but Bavillier's gone cold. J.G. pajot has gone a little bit cold here. You know, they're, It's not happening, and you're not going to beat Tampa Bay by scoring one goal. I don't care. You're not beating them. And I'm taking a lot of stuff away from the Islanders here, but let's not take away the fact that Tampa play Tampa Bay was playing an incredibly physical game yesterday. They were going right back at the Islanders every step of the way. And, you know, they just had to hold on and hold on and hold on. And the Islanders got their chances and they couldn't convert. And then right at the very end, Tampa sees their opening. They take it. Game's over. So Tampa did what they had to do. They kept it a 1-1 one, one, one tie. And they want it right at the end. And, you know, here we are. It's a 2 nothing deficit the Islanders have got to dig themselves out of. I'm very upset. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: you know, the, the one the one thing that's interesting to me is that Trout said after the game, he's like, I feel like this series is very close to tilting. And I originally felt like, you know, like originally I was like, oh, he thinks he's going to tilt it back into his favor. But, that but what, was do, like, you, what do you he want mean, to like, say? Really close to getting away from them. Cause, like, they're already down two games and nothing. Like, what, I wish she would have, like, clarified that explanation. What do you want him
1: to say? I mean, what's he going to say? <laughs> yeah, after we scored that goal, we played like shit? Like, he's not going to say that. <laughs> and they didn't. I mean, I don't think they did. They've had games where no. they won, where they looked worse than they did yesterday.
0: No, I think, seriously, like, Tampa, I think, had, like, 12 shots on goal. I like, start the third period. I was like, man, you can't. You can't draw a game plan any better than that
1: against that team. Exactly. And I mean, I was saying, you know, as bad as Varlamov looked in game one when he came in relief, he, he didn't have a lot of work, but he looked pretty damn good yesterday. Yeah. And I think yeah. you, you definitely go back to him game three. I mean, I listened to our podcast while I was at the gym earlier today, and every prediction I made was wrong, which I thought was funny. But I think you go back to, I think you go back to Verlamov. I think his confidence is back. I don't think that last goal was his fault. Um, if you look back at the replay, I mean, Pollock and Andrew Ladd are just looking yeah. at him, and I mean, I think Andrew Ladd was fine for what he was inserted into do. He for not having played in six months, I think Andrew Ladd played a good game.
0: Yeah, I didn't even. I'll be honest, I didn't even think they brought him inside the bubble.
1: <laughs> I like they said all of a sudden, like I think it was Brian Compton from NHL.com tweeted it. They were like, "Yeah, and 16 is on 44 and 47's wing." I'm like, 16. I'm like lad, comma Andrew. I'm like he's here. I'm like okay. I'm like all right. I, but I guess I I understand why they did it. They did it because they wanted to have a little, especially with how he plays now and his role that he has. He, I mean, you're paying him almost six million dollars to do this, but you know he's going to be on the checking line role. He's going to kill penalties. He's going to throw his body around. I think he had six hits last night. But man, that was a bad look yesterday with him watching that. He was just watching Kucherov. He had a he had a better view than we did on that Kucherov goal. So, um, I'm not going to make a prediction for tomorrow night. I'm playing golf beforehand. You know, it's going to be a rough round of golf for me because I'm going to be thinking about this the whole time. Um, my prediction is that Varlamov is in, Broussard is back in, and I think he's on the line with uh, Peugeot and Komarov. Um, maybe, I mean, Devon Taves, I mean... Yeah, not a great he's he's looked better i like taves a lot good skater great with the puck he, he did not nah, did not look good yesterday on i mean he was standing out with how poor he played yesterday kind of like how sergachev was played poorly in game 1 but they still won 8-2 it just come on you got to give me something here get the red line you know, he had he had a wide open lane with like a minute 30 to go when they had that three-on-one, and he passed the puck. You have a good shot. Shoot. Even if he makes the save, put it on net. Maybe you get a rebound. Like, am I wrong? <laughs> am, I, am I wrong?
0: No. I don't, I don't I mean, think so. Just, it just seems like really the details were missing from his game last night, right? Like... I don't know. It just seemed like there was a couple plays too where he's trying to break the puck out of his zone, and he tried to make a complicated pass and then he ended up turning the puck over his own zone and it almost got scored on. That's like, si- just like just make just take the easy play. Just take what Tampa's giving you.
1: Since like, he's come up, he's been excellent. Like he changed that team last year when he came up when Hickey went down. I I've, I've obviously seen a lot of Devon Taves. I've never seen him play this bad. He he looked like just a fish out of water yesterday. He didn't know what the hell was going on, and this is somebody you could see maybe. I mean, I don't even know if you if you bring in Johnny Boychuk, you know what's the difference? He's not on the power play. He's not gonna. You don't expect him to score goals. I don't know. This could be. This could be rough. This really sounds crazy. like
0: you're already you're already going down with the shit, man.
1: I was so defeated last night. I didn't get to bed till like two o'clock in the morning. I had a rough day at work today because I was so tired. Like, it, we're fun levels. I'm stealing this from the old mixtape pod. Fun levels are dangerously low right now. <laughs> um, I got Tampa in five. I really do.
0: Tampa in five. Wow. If
1: they're gonna, if they can't score, forget it. Forget it.
0: I mean, I, I'm picking the Islanders to win next game. Which I picked them to win the first two, so maybe I shouldn't do that for your sake. But please don't. Like, <laughs> I mean, the fact that though they have Braden Point probably going to be out tomorrow, I'm assuming because if you can't even if you can only skate two shifts, like not having that guy who's been all world this series. Like, I mean, I know they have center depth, but now you're missing your top two centers. And as my one coach always loved to say, and I quote this all the time, it's like depth is a great thing, so you have to use it right. Like yeah. Johnny gordon great third line yeah. center. Not a great first line center, you know.
1: (laughs) I mean, I I agree. Um, I don't know who they would bring in. I don't know who's. I mean, I don't even know who like their. I guess backup centers would be or like their reserves.
0: I guess my guess is is that they're gonna have to move either Goudreau or Palat to the middle to play with Kucherov. Um, I I mean, it's tough though because you don't want to break up like the goudreau Blake Coleman um Yanni Gordon line I mean maybe they probably moved Sorelli maybe to center that's you know, what I was he's a thinking. really a defensive player so I mean I don't think he lose a ton off there
1: that's what I was thinking with Sorelli um let me pull up the lightning no not just Braden Point I want the lightning rosters Tampa Bay Lightning the bane of my existence um <laughs> is Paquette playing
0: yeah he's a, he'd be their fourth line center.
1: What's his name? Mitchell Stevens. Mitchell's his first name.
0: Yeah, I guess he's gonna be their new fourth line center. I Carter don't know.
1: Verhage. Is he playing? I don't think so.
0: No, he's because they've only been. Well, they were only playing with eleven forwards yesterday.
1: Yeah, it's true. Well, they were playing with nine forwards yesterday. Um, oh, yeah. Well, right now it has their centers listed as, you know, going down the line here. Well, Brain Point, who's probably gonna be a game time. Sorelli, Coleman, Good Goodrow, Gordon Johnson. And then Steven yeah, Verhage. Th-
0: actually, yeah, I think Tyler I think Tyler Johnson's been playing on a wing this year, so maybe they just move him back to the middle. I think that's
1: probably what they'll do. I think he's more than capable. We've seen him do it before. Yeah. Um Yeah, I bet they move him to center and
0: Ooh, we could see a reunitement of the triplets line when they when they went all the way to Cup final against Chicago. Jim, Kucherov, and Palantino. Ugh
1: don't, don't sound excited. Um, but no, I mean, I think they could honestly, I think they could do that. I think that'll really, that's probably their best move. Um, I know we've been kind of talking about the Islanders for most of this, but I think that's how Tampa's going to go. Um, and that's, I mean, if that's a point can't go, I mean, if points, a game time decision, and he plays, you know, this doesn't matter, but, uh, he looked like he was laboring when he got off the ice yesterday. So, I would be Yeah, you couldn't even like
0: climb over the boards. His yeah. one teammate almost had to like scoop him in.
1: Yeah, that was rough. I mean, talk about a guy you don't want to lose. I mean, that's like the guy to not lose. Um what was he, fourth round pick? Third round pick? Who's that? Point Yeah. Third round pick. Yeah. It can't be that it's hard. Just... Be. It just can't be that hard to be a GM. Um <laughs> Okay, so you're gonna you're gonna make a prediction. You think the Islander's are gonna take it tomorrow?
0: Yeah, I think so. Gosh. I think this is just be one of those games where like maybe points like the war, your, your depth is only, you only have so many good players. Like, even if you're in the Tampa Bay Lightning, you only have so many good, so many good players. Yeah. I mean, the, their D's been great. Their D core's been great. So I think it'll be another low-scoring, like, 2-1 type of game. Um, You know? But it's just, I don't, like, for me, it was like last night, they couldn't even sustain a four-check, right? And even though they won last night, that's tough winning back-to-back games when you only get, like, 20 shots on goal total.
1: And that's what I'm really banking on. I mean, I'm hoping that it's another game like that. And, you know, maybe, I mean, God forbid the honors got a little bit of puck luck. Uh, maybe one bounces in off a skate, you know, something like that. Um, I mean, I'm hoping you're right. I'm very, I'm very defeated right now. Very, very defeated. But listen, you can't win in seven if you don't lose three games. So, I mean. Exactly. Oh, and they
0: always God. say you're never in trouble until you lose at home. Or in this case, you're the home team in the bubble.
1: Speaking of the bubble, did the ice look as bad as it did to you as it did to me?
0: Yeah. The does, ice looked uh, bad yes,
1: sir, on both sides. I mean,
0: yeah, the puck was just saying the stop. ice has been looking bad ever since the end of the play-in series. So I guess I'm not really that surprised.
1: Like, it wasn't good in Toronto, but like...
0: Uh, man,
1: it just... Well, this is
0: like the one time of year where it's actually warm in Canada, so that's tough.
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. Uh, imagine they played in Vegas. It's like 180 there. Um, all right, <laughs> let's put a bow on that. Let's quickly chat about the other series that we're both not as excited for, um, <laughs> to say the least. Um, the Golden Knights in Dallas, who are scoreless heading into the second intermission.
0: I'm second really period. mad at Dallas for gone Colorado just gonna throw it out there. I'm really mad at Gr- Grubauer for getting hurt for having Michael Hutchinson be there.
1: Yeah, time. and you're mad at Francois for playing bad. Um Yeah. Yeah, I mean I feel like we both were talking about it. I think this might be Vegas and five. Vegas and six. I mean I really don't see how Dallas could
0: Yeah. I'm all aboard the Vegas 5 train. I mean, even the night where they were gassed and, like, tired beyond belief, Dallas was hanging on for life to win that game. I mean, right now shots are 12-4 for Vegas, so I'm thinking on the fact that Vegas is just going to steamroll. I mean, poor Jake Ottinger last night. Like, I think <laughs> he'll be a good goalie, but for that to be, like, your playoff debut, eh, that's really nerve-wracking.
1: Yeah, not great. Um... um... Tough for Mr. Otinger. Um Yeah. My thing with Dallas is, I was bringing this up to you. You even said this. I'm gonna quote you. For people to say that the Islanders are boring, do you really want to watch Dallas? You I, s- I
0: don't. You said I it mean, best. I just, I don't, I don't love watching underachieving superstars. That's it's what not I that was gonna to say. Me.
1: I was like, your your quote, not mine. Underachieving stars. We kinda hammered Tyler Sagan last episode, so we'll leave him alone.
0: But I mean Jamie Ben, your turn. I'm kidding I'm kidding. That guy's really large. I don't want him to find me.
1: (laughs) No, I'd like Jamie Ben is just as tough as it gets. I mean I didn't think I would have to watch like Corey Perry in his mid thirties in the conference finals. Joe Pavelski, God bless him. Like these are guys that their games aren't exactly aging gracefully and they're scoring one or no goals at all. I mean I mean they're successful. I I mean I say this more than anybody. Winning hockey is fun hockey. I say you see me tweet all the time at Eric Weinstein 2C's two, two ends the New York Islanders are good and fun. Because fun winning is fun. At least that's how I – that's what I think. If I'm wrong, if I'm stupid, whatever. This is not fun to watch them play. It's just like – I'm sorry.
0: They're also just – they're so outmatched. Like Vegas is just so good. It's like Marc-Andre Fleury gives up one goal in game one, gets yanked, and everyone's like, how do you yank up a guy who gives up one goal? And then Robin Leonard goes to game two, gets shut out. It's like, oh. I guess that's how you can do it. Yeah, I
1: just... I don't know. I mean, it's just, it's like a lot of... And these are guys that, you know, are solid forwards. Like, they're good for... Like, if they're on your bottom six, I'm feeling pretty good about it. But, like, it's like a lot of, like, Blake Como, Andrew Cagliano, Radic Fofsa, Like, if Tyler Sagan was popping in five goals a night or was putting up points... Or anything like Miro Heiskanen is maybe one of the most exciting guys to watch right now. But that's one guy, that's one guy, Nick.
0: No, is, I get you. I mean, they—they're they, trying tonight. They loaded up the big three. They put Sagan, Ben, and Rattle off together. Thank God. Like, good job, you guys got four shots on goal in 20 minutes.
1: Yeah, they're just—they're outmatched, and it's. This is another one that I think is going to be over quickly. It's just, Vegas is too good. They're too good. Too good, too strong, too big. I, it's just, I haven't watched, I barely watched any of it because it's just, I'm sure the games are fine. You know, I'm sure, you know, I just, I have, I, I hate to say it. I really do. I have no interest in this series. I don't think I've ever said that in any sport about a conference final before. I have no interest. It's sad. I have a hockey podcast. It's sad. Maybe that's just because I'm I'm having a rough one. But I just I have no interest. I'm sorry, everyone. You're moody
0: tonight. Good lord. I'm just Go angry. eat something. Are you hangry? I'm very,
1: hangry? No, I actually had a really good dinner. Um <laughs> we barbecued veal. Woo! Sheesh was it good? Uh, We had veal burgers and, like, a chicken burger with, like, sun-dried tomatoes in it and, like, mozzarella. It's like a pizza burger. It was good. I don't know. I'm playing golf tomorrow. I'll, I'll relax. I'm just... Last night crushed me. It really did. I was just... Not to mention I bet on the game and I lost money. Like, that was just icing on the cake, on the shit cake of yesterday. Um... Yeah, sorry if we lose like listeners from this episode. I'm just I'm just I'm in a really surly, surly mood about hockey right now. <laughs> I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> I'm just gonna eat like a lot of ice cream and go to bed. I'm off tomorrow though, thank God. Um Alright. Anything you wanna add on that, uh Vegas and Dallas series a lot of me ranting, I'm sorry. If- no,
0: no, we'll just we'll just cut her the end of that series. So we'll just go with some Last-minute notes here before we sign off. Um, Jean Couturier finally gets his due and wins
1: yes. the Selkie
0: Award, or soon-to-be-titled the Bergeron Award, probably. Um, Bruce Cassidy, in a little bit of a surprise move, wins the Jack Adams Award over John Tortorella. And I still need to know who you people are that voted for Joe Quinville to win that award. I feel like this whole process needs to be overhauled because of things like that. But
1: Well, here's the thing with Joe can- Quinville. You know he's a fantastic coach. He is. I mean, there's no denying that. One of the greatest coaches of all time. He should not have had a vote for the Jack Adams this year. He just shouldn't have. That's And that's fine. It, it doesn't take away from the fact that he's one of the best coaches
0: ever. Yeah.
1: But you don't need to vote for
0: him. I, I honestly think, like, I was kind of thinking about this earlier. Like I feel like Torrance probably got snubbed by a ton of media people because he's just an asshole to them people are like, you're mean to me. I'm not voting for you.
1: That's why people, like, don't get into the Baseball Hall of Fame, like, right away. Because they were dicks to sports writers. Like, it it shouldn't matter. It shouldn't matter. You're the best coach. Like, Trotz won it last year because he did the best job. And this is not, I feel like you agree. This is not me being a homer. Like, he did the best job with what he had last year.
0: No, I agree. I agree. Like, I wasn't mad that Trotz won that last year.
1: Yeah, like, Tortorella, people thought they were going to win, like, they were going to be like, not Detroit level bad, but like bad.
0: In the, in the mix for the lottery, definitely. Yeah. Right? Like, and no. he, he
1: got to pass Toronto. Like, I just, I, I thought and this he got was. Into
0: a game six or whatever, maybe seven? What is, how far did that Tampa series go?
1: I think six. Six? Maybe five. Or like, with a
0: five overtime game? Like, man.
1: And you and me, we were we were all in on when winning the Jack on the Jack I attitude mean, twenty twenty, but I don't know. I mean, it's not like Cassidy did a bad job. I mean, the Bruins were good. The Bruins were very good. Yeah, they kind of no, got they kind of got screwed by the, the round next, robin, like but they were very years. good. And
0: I think like like to me, he'll have to do way more coaching jobs down the line after the whole after this core kind of passes on.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, it helps with you know the names that they have, but he still. I think he still did a great job. He's a great coach. Just take, not taking anything away from him. It should have been torts. That's all I'm going to say. Should have been Tortorella. I think that's. And uh,
0: to everyone, just to end on a really sad note, Pierre Maguire is now out of the mix for the Phoenix Coyote GM job, so we may be stuck with him
1: for a while. Longer. A very sad episode of the Top Pair podcast. This uh, this edition. <laughs> um, that's just going to be the title of the episode. Like sad boys at it again. Um. <laughs> And you could find us on, because I guess we'll wrap it up here. You could find us on Apple Podcasts if you ever want to listen again after how negative we were tonight. Um, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Pocket Casts, um, Spotify, Breaker, Radio Public. Um, you can find us on the homepage of the A1 Sports Network. That's a1sportsnetwork.com. Find them on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at A1 Sports Network. Um, you can find me at Eric Weinstein, two C's, two N's on Twitter and Instagram. You can find the podcast on Twitter and Instagram, at TopPair underscore pod. That's at TopPair underscore P-O-D. Nick, pu- plug your stuff so I can just watch this football game.
0: Yep, you can find me, working the the TopPair account, or find me, follow me on my personal Twitter account at, at Maxwell one
1: Yes, sir. Um, I'm, I'm starting Deshaun Watson in two leagues, so we need him to have a nice game. We need a nice game. I need something. All right, everybody. I'm Eric. He's Nick. We're the Top Pair Podcast. Next week, we'll be a little more positive. See y'all.